Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Hey, Jay. Hey, Q. Yeah. I'm so glad you showed up wearing your silk robe. Well, I always do for... For spoiler time. Are you ready? Here we go. So, in the sixth sense, uh-huh. Bruce Willis actually gets shot at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, nice. And he's really dead. So Haley Joel Osment really sees ghosts. Oh yeah. Now he was Yeah, tell me oh yeah, now you do me. Do me. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, so so in Twelve Monkeys. It's Bruce Willis. Oh, at the beginning and at the end. Oh my God, it's him the whole time oh. is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. How come Bruce Willis is the only guy we talk about during our sexual mindfucking? Oh, in Looper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with it. In Looper, turns out Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Bruce Willis. <laughs> But are they're the also same person, but in different time periods. But they're in the same time period. Ah. Oh fuck! Oh, Before and then Frodo gets his finger bitten off. <laughs> high five. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. All right, now that we've officially made all of our listeners uncomfortable, hello, Jay. I hated, I hated that. Welcome to Total <laughs> Cerebral Intercourse. Which, by the way, is this is our way of saying we're going to talk about mindfuck movies this week. <laughs> That's right. So we did a little mindfucking at the beginning. Everybody, with, Yeah, with, well, you got it. Spoilers, everybody gets it? You, you get it. it yeah. There were surprises. There were things you didn't see coming. <laughs> we fucked your brains. All right, Q. Are you yes. going crazy with cabin fever? Is that why we're doing this? <laughs> I am, man. Uh, so this is this is once again a great opportunity for us to stretch our legs mentally, our not brain, physically, no, our, no. Bra- our brain legs. Um, because while I have had much time to think in quarantine, I am going a bit stir crazy. And after watching, I mentioned it in our last episode, but after watching the wave and vivarium. Okay, I both... wondered. I wondered if Avarian was the reason that you proposed this this topic. They they both are honestly. Uh, after watching both of those movies, it kind of got me in the mood for a good mind fucking. You know, well, what I'm I mean, a if, good if, a good mental sexing, if you will. If, if quarantine has given us anything um, outside of you know a, a terrible case of cabin fever, it's given us the time and to herpes. F- oh yes, of, well, that, but that's <laughs> not related to COVID. Um, but it's given us the time to think about these movies that may be a little bit more complicated and mind fucky than than we usually give ourselves time to think about movies. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. And I, like I said, 
Uh, I watched Vivarium and The Wave, and I'm going to give you a little lowdown on those movies. Okay, this please, is a perfect time. please we can do. Catch yeah. up, and I can kind of tell you what's going on. So, so I watched these movies, and this will kind of let you know where my mindset at. So, in Vivarium, we'll start with that. So, in Vivarium, uh, Jesse Eisenberg and uh, Florence Pugh, Pugh. Um, are a couple, and they are on the verge of basically buying their first house. Okay, so. Scary uh, times. They, it, it is scary times. Very unsure kind of like where their relationship and life is going to go. Um, so they go to view this like idyllic new neighborhood that is available where all the houses kind of like, have you seen the cat in the hat with Mike Myers? Oh, I have. Yes. This is what, exactly what popped into my head when I was watching this movie. Do you remember how the houses looked? They were all like green houses that looked exactly yeah. the same and like yeah. all the yard. Okay. It's also, also also the same effect in Pleasant or Pleasantville and uh, sort of in Edward Scissorhands. Yes, but this was even more like the Cat in the Hat because the okay. clouds looked cartoony. Nice. Like okay. it was very much the Cat in the Hat neighborhood. So this movie's all about when Florence Pugh and Jesse Eisenberg moved to the Cat in the Hat universe. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so Spencer Breslin's still hanging around. They go see this house and without giving you spoilers they get stuck i was about to say there it, it, for, let's just say it gets twilight zoney yes they get stuck there uh not necessarily inside the house but, but in stuck the neighborhood and f- weird revelations come about and it has maybe one of the weirdest coolest mindfuck endings that i've seen in a really yeah. okay like like it's not necessarily that it 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 like doesn't set it up at all and it's just a huge twist. It's more of just like a wow, okay, they really went there. Cool. I'm kind of kind of fucks my brain a little bit. I like the I like movies that do that though. Like I, I like a movie that sort of teases you with the truth throughout or like leads you down a path of. I really feel like this is going somewhere else, and then the surprise is that it doesn't go somewhere else. Or exactly. the, the surprise, surprise is, is it goes like, exactly where it said it was going to, and you're like, wow, okay, really? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I watched that, and then I watched, conversely, um, a movie called The Wave with Justin Long. Now, this one... I, I hadn't heard as much about this one as uh, Vivarian. This one like really kind of flew under the radar, and I've seen some mixed reviews, but I'm going to tell you as me, Q, as the a most Q, trusted as, movie advisor in the world. As a Q... Watch the movie. It's yeah. good. It's not a perfect film. Sure, but, but no Justin Long movie is, really. This director, and I will tell you what, he gives a great performance in this movie. He, uh, the director is somebody that I'm going to want to watch. Like, Right, okay. The director is somebody who I'm like, ooh, I will definitely check out their next, uh, their next movie. Um, but the concept of the movie is Justin Long is an attorney, um, for like an insurance company by the way the the uh the director's name is gil clabin okay and this was his first this is his directorial debut nice um but justin long plays a attorney for an insurance company he's basically like he's not the actual litigator he's not the one who goes to court he's the one who just does all the research he's like a paralegal kind of okay for this firm, and his job is to find loopholes in people's insurance contracts to be able to deny them their insurance. Gotcha. Claim. Okay. Um, and so he's just kind of a shitty person who has shitty feelings about what he does 
Atwell. This is like they set up for one of the Saw movies. Very much so. Uh, Except it's uh, it's uh, Malcolm Jai White or uh, or whatever his Michael, name is. Michael Jai White. Michael Jai White. That's yep. uh, that's in it. So in this one, um, he denies a family a, a very big payout, and resulting gets a promotion for it. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and he's having kind of like mixed shitty feelings about sure, his life. Sure. Everything's very midland. His relationship with his wife is very like bland and blase. His house is very bland and blase. And his best friend, who is another uh, attorney who works at the firm, is um, uh, Turk from Scrubs. I can't think of his name. Oh, right oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Donald, Donald Faison. Donald Faison, yes. Yeah. Um, so he is his friend and he's more of like the young hip, like I'm a party guy. Let's go out and get weird. We're going to go to bars. And eventually he talks, uh, Justin Long into going out to a bar, um, to celebrate this promotion. And they meet up with these people who then take them to a house party. And from there, a drug is taken and the entire movie goes completely off the rails. So like, is it kind of, and you may not have seen this, but is it kind of like Climax, the Gaspar Noe movie that just got released on like Netflix? Kind of, but less serious. So okay. like Climax is way more like intense and serious. Oh, it's a Gaspar Noe movie. Yeah. yeah this is Justin Long. This in, is like, not a, a drug comedy, trip. so to speak. Sure. But yes, it is. There are very comedic elements. Did you ever see, that sort of reminds me of, uh, did you ever see uh, Magic Magic or whatever it was with, um, oh, Michael. Uh, yeah, Sarah. Michael Sarah. Yeah. yeah, where he goes into like the. Like a, me- like a drug trip on a Mexican vacation yes, or something. This is kind of like that, but this has way more like big visuals. So oh, cool. a lot of these okay. visuals reminded me of what's the director that did uh, the cell. Oh, oh uh, crap! The Jennifer. Um, yeah, he also Jalopez did movie. that Mirror Mirror Snow White movie. Oh, he did yeah. the Fall. Uh, Tarsum Singh. That's it. Tarsum Singh. The visuals are like wannabe Tarsum Singh. Like okay. when some of the visuals get weird, you could definitely tell that he was like inspired by that. Gotcha, but I will gotcha. say this: the movie involves time travel? Question Sweet. mark. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, hallucinations? Question mark. <laughs> Death? Question mark. Okay. Rebirth? Question mark. Like lots of crazy things happen. So. Uh, both of those movies inspired my So that's desire. kind of your context for this. Well, it was weird because when you told me that, you know, you're like, oh, I've got this idea, you know, like mindfuck movies. I had recently watched that David Lynch, What Did Jack Do? The little oh, short the film. Oh, Netflix The movie? little short film. Yeah, have that have you watched that? Weird. Yes. It's it's awesome, though, but it's so weird. It's It almost feels like a David Lynch comedy. Almost. And it is him being funny, which is even more weird because you're like, I don't think this is – is like, it supposed to be funny? It is. It, it is. Yeah. But, it's, a, it's a weird, it's a weird yeah. thing. But I also recently watched The Lighthouse, which does the same type of thing. Like, so – you know, I, I mean, you know this cue uh, more than more than others, but I loved, 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 loved the witch. Um, and so when he was coming out with his new movie or this new one with the lighthouse, that whole thing is like this epic mind fuck of you know Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe being stuck in this lighthouse, going crazy. Obviously, you know, it's not my favorite movie of the year or anything, but you know. 
that movie is one that I watched recently that is very much about mind fucks. You know, it's it's them losing their mind in a lighthouse together. And so I had watched that one recently. So when you proposed this topic, I was were like all ready. over it. Yeah, I was all <laughs> over it. I was like, oh, I just watched I just watched Willem Dafoe fart over beans for like ten minutes. So I'm ready for this. So I can tell you this too. I also watched the lighthouse. I think you I told you that. I watched You did, it. but you we haven't talked about what you thought of it until I watched it. So it now we can it was one of the first movies that I watched in the theater, in the new home theater. Oh, cool. And um, it, it was an interesting experience. Uh, it's weird as hell. Yeah, I don't know, man. Here's the deal. I know you love the Vavitch. I do love the Vavitch. Uh, I thought the Vavitch is good, but it's hard for someone like me to get through. Sure. Like, it was. It's a very, very slow burn. It's atmospheric, yes, but definitely. Um, and the lighthouse is similar, except I I will say this. Okay, here here's the deal. What's the director's name? Um uh uh oh crap. Uh that's okay. On. While you're looking that up, I think he as a director has an amazing visual flair. Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers. I think his visuals are next level. Like he has an eye of creating a world that these characters right. exist in. I think the casting is spot on. Oh man, the the performances are otherworldly. Are next level. But where I run into problems is I I understood the witch, the Vavitch, but it took a long time to get there. Sure. I don't know what the fuck the lighthouse was about. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be honest. Like, it was some crazy visuals. I kind of understood some of the like, but it's not a mind fuck in the sense that like Oh, boy, I didn't expect that, or that's wild. It was like, what happened? As in, like, I don't know what I just watched. Like, I don't know what happened to anybody. I don't know what the symbolism meant. Maybe I'm too dense to get it. Like, (laughs) I don't, I don't believe that for, I don't believe that for a second. I believe it's simple, like straight up, you're watching people in isolation go crazy, which is apropos right now. Okay. Um, But yeah, no, no, I, and I'm with you. Like, here's, here's my take on The Lighthouse. Uh, because I haven't given you my review yet. Yes. My review of The Lighthouse is that the the performances are next level. Mm-hmm. The cinematography and the like, the framing, the way that he used the different aspect ratios to increase claustrophobia, the way that there's a lot of like tight close-ups on people. The cinematography, outstanding. Absolutely. The direction, I would say I'd give like a 60% because it's not a... It's not a movie I ever really, really want to watch again. Right. I appreciated every element in it. Like, I can tell that the acting is masterclass. I can tell that the writing in the atmosphere and the setting and the research is masterclass. I can tell that the cinematography is masterclass. When it all comes together, I'm not so much involved in the final product. But I can appreciate all the different elements and know that it is a good movie due to those. It's but like, it's like, I'm not going to watch it again. I, I will like watch the Vavitch again. exhibit. And going, oh, that's cool, but unconnected to the thing I saw before it. Oh, that's yeah. cool, but unconnected to the thing I saw before it. That's how I felt going through this movie. I was like, oh, that's a cool concept. That's weird. Oh, that's a cool yeah. visual. That's amazing. Oh, cool. That's a great performance that like scares me and terrifies me. Right. But I don't know what any of these things have to do with each other. Well, and that's actually a good segue because that kind of was my mentality of when you proposed this topic. That was fresh on my mind because I had just seen it. You know, so... When you were thinking about like mindfuck movies, let's actually get into the criteria. Like yeah. this topic, what 
why this topic? What are you thinking of when you think of mindfuck movies? Like, okay, so when I so when I think mindfuck, I think um, I, that's that's synonymous with me for a, like a plot twist. Okay, but maybe a plot twist that I just did not see coming, or okay. conversely, was like Vivarium, where I saw it coming. And thought, no way they're going to do what I sure. think they're going to do. And then they do that. And I'm like, huh, okay, well, you just you, – you fucked my mind the other way. You proved what I thought could not be true to be true. Right. No, no, I, I – yeah, no, I, I'm totally with you on that so, one. Because I, I bounced around a lot, like, for, for these. Because I was the same type of way. I was, you know, looking at either – um, stories with like very windy plot devices or that used a mechanism to play with time or perception or something where it takes a key and once I can unlock what's going on, it's kind of like, oh, fuck, that's what's that's what this is. Or sure. just I and then there was also the other side of I cannot believe what I am seeing. Right. I will say what's funny is looking at my list right now. <laughs> Like ninety percent of my mindfuck movie titles on my list have something in common. Really? <laughs> like yes, and it's weird. I I legitimately didn't realize that until now. I'm mindfucking myself. That's during crazy. This I'm getting mindfucked. I'm getting mindfucked right now uh, <laughs> because I'm looking at this and I'm like, huh? Yep, that has to do with that other one. Yep, that also <laughs> kind of has to do with that other one. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Weirdly I, enough, all of your all of your selections star Justin Long. They do every single every one. single one. Of them. Let me tell you. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know any. Uh, uh, no, I was gonna say I don't know any Justin Long movies. Uh, oh, what's that? You, what's the horror movie? The uh, Drag Me to Hell. No, the Tusk. The, nope. Wow, he's done a lot of horror movies, I suppose. What's the very first one that he was in about the eyes? Oh, uh, um, Ocu- Jeepers Oculus? Creepers. No. Oh, Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. He wasn't in Oculus. Yeah, um, no, he wasn't. But he was in Jeepers Creepers. He's the he, brother. He what? He is. That was the first thing I remember seeing him in. Uh, that and... Uh, By the ex- way, Jeepers Creepers 1, good movie. Pretty good, pretty good. Still holds um, up. Rewatched that with, ha- with Haley about a, two years ago. Except it is enjoyable. also an early uh, Justin Long one. Yes. Yeah. I good, like him. Justin Long. I, I like him too. Why I'm do you keep make... hating on Justin Long? I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm just making jokes. Are you uh, trying I, to beef with Justin Long? Are you I'm... using this podcast as a platform to reach out and tell Justin Long that you want to physically fight him in an altercation? Listen, I, I'm not trying to come up Justin short here. I just want to make. Oh. I just want. I just want Justin to know that I love him. Oh, you want to make? You want to f- tell him that you physically want to make love to Justin Long right yes. here on the podcast? Is that what you're saying? Yes. All right. Hashtag. Love long. <laughs> love long. And prosper. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag love long love and long prosper. Love long and prosper. Um, um, so, yeah. So, that was my criteria was it had to be a movie that, A, either had a plot twist that I just did not see coming. That, like, sure. blew my mind. Or, like I said, one that I saw coming, but I was like, there's no way they're actually going to do that thing. And then, and then they, they do did it. it, and I it also blew my mind. I'm realizing How about for you. I'm realizing with mine that there there's a theme on four of them. Okay. The fifth one doesn't have the same theme, but I'm also, rec- I also realizing. Hold on, I have to say, the four of mine also have a theme. 
It's the same situation, except I have two additional. I had an honorable mention and and like a swing one. So Ooh. one that like I may last minute be like, fuck, I got to right. this. It's going to be this one over this one. And yeah. I will say that those two also have a through line, <laughs> but well, unconnected to the other four. Well, here's and, and and I know you hate when I say movie titles, but these are ones that like when I was trying to think of the expanse <laughs> of this. Hold on. You just said that's a very funny concept to me. I know it when you I know you hate it when I say movie titles. That insinuates that just like any time you say a movie title, I'm like, <laughs> God, I hate it. No, I hate like, when you, I I know you hate when I say movie titles before we get to the lists. Yeah, you're like you're like long shot with uh Charlie Theron, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. God damn it, don't ever say movie titles around me. You're like, yeah, we watched Onward this weekend. I'm like, ah, you did it again. Oh, I was driving down the street and there was this demolition man on the side of the road. Ah, ah fuck. <laughs> movie titles. You know I hate movie titles. <laughs> but yes, I hate when you give away our lists potentially yeah. by listing movie titles. But, but yes, this ahead. one this one won't be on your list. Um, okay. But like a movie like Society. That's my um, number one. May, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> may fall into this category of like that's a fucking that's a fucking trippy end to that movie yes. but like I don't want like a Serbian film to be in my top five no definitely <laughs> definitely not I will say that there is one in my top five that uh, little sneaky peeky does kind of fall along the lines of maybe like a weird horror related film I have my that number took five. A twist? My number five is a what the fuck? I can't believe this movie exists. Oh, mind good. fuck my, movie. My number five is also that. So I wonder if we share the same number five. Can we do a reverse jinxies if we share uh, the same number five? <laughs> Maybe we might. Okay. We might have to a stinksies because it's the <laughs> fifth on our list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucking good. Uh, Jay, I'm pretty into that. So Should we do a list. We, yeah, I was going to say, we have the criteria. Let's fucking blow each other's minds with a list. All right. All right I think Jay. I started last time. So do you want to start this time with No, yours? you start us every time. That's the okay, way we do it. Let's do it. I love All it because right. I love you so much, I always want you to go first. Aw. Uh, it was good for me, too. Um, <laughs> all right. So my number five. This is my I cannot believe this movie fucking exists. I... This is a movie where I hesitate telling people to watch it because it may end friendships, but I desperately want to make everybody watch it because I cannot believe it exists. Oh, my God. Hold on. And I've, and I've talked really about it with you it, before. I think it may be my number five. Can I'm going to like start saying the syllables of my number five, and you tell okay. me if it's your number. We'll say it at the same time. But if it's not, then I'll just abort and let okay. you say yours. Are you ready? Okay. One, two, three. S N nope. Okay. Nope. My number five is the Greasy Strangler. Oh no, <laughs> that is definitely not my. <laughs> no, I didn't think it would. Be. That movie bothers me, man. Have you seen it? Yes, I have now. Oh, I do not like that movie. I kind of wanted to watch it with you for for your first time, like together. I'm sorry. <laughs> I but, will but, never watch that movie again. But but, go ahead. See, but then you know what I mean, though. How much of a mind fuck it is. Like that it exists. That it. The, the plot, the story, the, what the hell is ever actually going on? Yeah. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just could not stop thinking about it. Now, Mainly, I will say this. I bailed halfway through the movie. Oh, did you really? It just yeah. gets weirder and weirder I and weirder. I couldn't do it. I, I started it because it was on a bunch of like, 
crazy lists. Like yeah. people love. Well, there's two very very violent reactions to this movie. People either like like this is a cult like obsession movie or they like vehemently hate it. I and... am sort of in the middle of I hate it, but I cannot stop thinking about it and I desperately need other people to experience it. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty solid uh that's a pretty solid Cuz if nothing else, it fucked my mind and has not left. I I am I am on board with that. Yes, but mainly it fucks your mind, not because there's any sort of plot twist. No, no, there's not. It's just it's it's just a like how does this movie exist? But I, to be fair, my only argument, not that we're arguing them yet, but my argument to that is that would mean like every David Lynch film would be on the list because there are many of his movies where I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, well, I mean, and, and to be, I'll, and maybe they are. <laughs> I'll I'll play I'll play my hand a little bit. Is I'm not saying there aren't David Lynch movies in this list because those to me are mindfuck movies. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So that's solid. Greasy yeah. Strangler. I recommend no one watch it. Jay I recommend, recommend everyone go watch I it. I recommend no one watch it, but everyone needs to. <laughs> no one watch it, but watch it. That's that's why it's such a mindfuck for me, and that's why I can't get it out of my head. Like All right. that 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 category also could have been. Have you seen Rubber? Oh yeah. Okay. About that, the the sentient tire. Yeah, that kind of falls into the same category. It's yeah, like I, the fuck is this? I agree. Have you seen uh, the director of the Greasy Strangler's second movie, the mm -hmm. Beverly Luff Lynn? No, not yet. Uh, you should check it out. It's got okay. uh, uh, Craig Robinson as the star. Oh, 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 yes. I did see a trailer for it, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. It's not Greasy Strangler, but okay. it's fucking weird. Yeah. I don't doubt it. So that's my number five. All right. So my number five, you ready for this? Yes. I started doing the syllables for you. Uh, my number five is Sleepaway Camp. Oh, good one. That one, so, and that one totally has a mindfuck twist at dude, the end. Dude, okay, so here's the deal. That movie, up until the last, like, three minutes of the movie, is a pretty straightforward, like, other than some pretty crazy, like, setups, sure. is a pretty straightforward, like, horror, slasher. slasher film. And I'll be, and let me, I'll be harsh a little bit. It's a mediocre, straightforward yeah, it's, slasher. It until the last three minutes, three minutes which yes. make this movie and we're not going to so spoil it. Completely bonkers. We can't spoil it. That's like no. Okay. I don't want to. I want people to go watch it. They need to see it. All right. If you haven't seen Sleepaway Camp, get to the end. There is a reveal. There is a third act late in the third act reveal <laughs> that is so confounding <laughs> that it immediately elevate it did the same thing that split did for me uh with like the last three seconds of split right. so like in the movie split it's a it's good james mcavoy is good it's a good like m night Shyamalan like thriller right but the late in the game reveal that it was connected to unbreakable Blew in the theater, blew my mind, and then immediately made me like the movie like ten yeah. times more. Same thing I, here. This had the same effect. This movie was like, oh, okay, that was like a pretty all right, like eighty slasher movie. And then this last three minute reveal happened, and I was like, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> like, what am I watching? Why did this happen? Like, I'm with you. So yeah, so Sleepaway Camp is my number five. It was a total mind fuck. 
because I did not see that coming out of like the thing of, is I've rewatched of, that movie and I know the twist and I still have trouble predicting it. Sometimes. Exactly. As yes, <laughs> like there is nothing. Well, okay. I say there is nothing to set up the reveal, but if you go back, like there are, there is like the most tangential of <laughs> hints that maybe this may be the case, but it totally puts the entire movie that came before it in a totally different the, perspective. The thing about it is I would not be surprised if that was like a last minute rewrite and then it just totally somehow worked to tack on to the end to make the entire thing better. I can't imagine that was planned from the beginning or maybe it was. If so, then uh, the movie is not filmed as if it was planned from the beginning. I don't know. Go back and watch it again. It kind of is. It kind of is. Uh, uh, Who wrote Sleepaway Camp? I don't know. Wes Craven. I've got to know. It was directed by Robert Hitzik. Uh, Hold on. Because this is important to me because I do want to know, like, did this guy go on to do anything else written by? Oh, it was directed and written by Robert Hitzik. Hilt, and he did all the other three. And Sleepaway he camps. did Return to Sleepaway Camp okay. in 2004. Yep. And that appears to be it. Killing it. So he really did kill it, like his career, yeah. with yeah. this movie. So Slash yeah, so that's my right number up. five, Sleepaway I like Camp. I do recommend that everybody goes and, and sees Sleepaway as, as, Camp. As do I. I recommend that one as well. All right. All right. You ready for me to do my th- a four and three? I am. All right. My well, number. I'm ready f- to do your four, and then right. I'll do my four. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. 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 That's how that goes. My number four is Memento. Oh, solid. That was one of the original kind of mindfuck movies that I glommed onto. Obviously, big Nolan fan. You know, I like the other stuff that he's done. Dark yes. Knight. Well, rewatched the Dark Knight like last week. Um, love, you know, his, uh, his um, um, Inception. I enjoy um, his Interstellar. You know, I just enjoy what Christopher Nolan does. But for me, the concept of Memento was just so cool. Sure. And the idea of, you know, him having short-term memory loss but solve, trying to solve the crime of his wife's death. Then to have everything put together with the two, like, reverse timelines meeting in the middle of the story at the end of the narrative. It was just so good. And it was one of those where my mind literally was at the end of the movie, hashtag blown. And, you know, I know that... As I've grown up, I haven't watched that movie as much, but it is cemented in my head as one of the original sort of mindfuck films that I was like, you can do some crazy stuff with the film narrative. Sure. I I totally agree with that, dude. I am I am 100% on board with with that as a as a mindfuck. Um I guess I I I don't know. I, I I like that. I'm with it. It's definitely not my number four. <laughs> no, that's totally mine. Uh, what is your number four? My number four is a little scene film that I believe I have recommended to you at some point. I bet um, I can predict what it is. But I don't know a lot of I don't know that you can. Oh, maybe I, nothing. Because I, I went back and forth between the one I think you think it is and the one that it actually is. I know I can predict at least one on your list, I feel like. Uh, so my number four is called Triangle. 
Oh, okay. That wasn't the one I'm thinking of, but I did think of it in relation to you. Um, and and I'll can I guess what the other one is? Because I the other one is not on my list, but I'm gonna oh. guess what I think you think it was. Yeah. Did you think it was Coherence? No. Oh, okay, that's a good movie. That but, is a good movie. That a, almost made it to my list. By and the way. A, and a mind fuck. No, this one is Triangle, which um, I did end up watching. Good movie. It good is a good movie. It is a good movie. And for me, it was kind of a dual mind fuck mm-hmm. in a way. It's not that I didn't. It it was a premise that for the first part of the movie I didn't see coming. Sure. Then for the second half of the movie, it became the other type. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, I see where this is going, but there's no way that that they're, they're going to end up where I think they're going to end up. Right. And then they did. And I was like, huh. So not only did you fool me for the first half, but then you surprised me by being bold enough to like do right. what I thought you were going to do. And I guess that's the good way to play this is we'll keep this relatively spoiler free. So I, people can go get their minds fucked by these can, movies. Can I... Can I give some other movies that sort of do a similar mind fucky thing? So if people have seen those movies, it can relate or no? Maybe no, he, because I, I'm scared some of that. I may have other related movies on my list. I doubt I, I, the the one I'm thinking of specifically was I thought that Triangle w- was a much better version of basically In the Tall Grass. Oh, OK. I did not know that. I, I still haven't seen In the Tall Grass. In the Tall Grass is similar to Triangle in a way. And, and it does it, and I think Triangle does it better. Interesting. So it might be worth checking out for you, though. I, I honestly think I can predict the theme of what your of what the rest of yours are, by the way, given the hints you've already given me. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, so I think I can. So just for people who haven't seen Triangle, which is almost everyone probably, uh, it's a 2009 movie. Basically, the, the very, uh, very baseline premise is, is people on board a yacht are forced due to weather conditions to board what appears to be a empty cruise liner ship and things, things get weird get super weird may or may not be a killer on board may or may not be it's it uh, this movie i will say has a little bit to do with uh Time crimes ish, kind of, yeah, maybe. Time crimes is similar, yeah. I would say that that falls in line. Um, it is, it is a very good, and this was at like a super low budget mm-hmm. movie, but it, I will honestly say, doesn't feel like it. Like, no, no, this this one feels actually. Um, that's a good segue into my number three because, but it the. There are some that do feel low budget but are still very good. This one does not feel low budget and is also very good. Can I tell you real quick before you jump into it, another movie that the director of The Triangle did that you have recommended to me before? Yes. He directed Creep. Yeah. Not, not no, the, the not the uh what you got? The Duplass No, no, uh, this is the UK Creep. creep. Yes. That's so a good one. Christopher Smith, the director of The Triangle, also did Creep, which it's you also- said is actually a pretty good like monster yep. movie. I very much recommend it. So, uh, but anyway, all yeah. right. So now to your number three regarding all right, so, low budget segments. So you were saying, and so my number three, I flipped back and forth on. Okay. I knew the director that I wanted in spot number three, and he has two movies that I thought could both. Work. Oh, I know exactly where you're going with this. But I went with the second one in ah. his catalog. 
So my number three big mindfuck movie is Upstream Color. Oh, nice. So I went back and forth because the one I was referencing is low budget, mind Wait. time crimes yes. is his other one. And so Primer. if you haven't yeah, Primer. Which is my number three. Is it really? Okay, yes. let's have a Shane Carruth number three party. Yeah, I'm totally down with that. Shane because Carruth. I, I went back and forth because Primer is such a mindfuck when it comes to like the time travel logistics. Yep. Very time crimesy. There's something beautiful about Upstream Color that when I think of those movies, I just I there I that's the one that fucked with my head even more. I will say uh, Upstream Color fucked with my head in the sense that it was another movie where it was very hard for me to grasp what was going on. I very like, much got it on the second watch through. So without is there a way for you to explain it to me without spoilers? So the reason the movie is so crazy is the premise of the movie is there is a criminal duo who are harvesting hallucinogenic bugs and then infecting people with them and stealing all their stuff. Okay. But the movie is told from the point of view of two people who had that happen to them and have no idea because there are gaps in their memory because of this hallucinogenic bug, basically. Sure. And so you're seeing it put together through their experiences. But the other element of that movie is that part of the hallucinogenic control is when you get rid of the bug in your system, it can be put into a pig, and then that pig can then control your emotions. Right. I guess that's where I was like, what? Is and so at the very end of the movie, they connect all of it, but not in a way that's like, this is what is happening. It took me two watches to really get what was going on. And then you but, were like, oh, got But it. the thing is, I had the exact same experience with Primer. The first time I watched Primer, I was like, the fuck is going on? And then the second time I watched it, I was able to piece together like the science logistics. Yes. Which... Again, super impressive. Like that's the thing that's most impressive to me about Shane Carruth is that he can take something that's so convoluted and so mindfucky and make something that is equally as mindfucky but still works. Yes. So that's and and that is a perfect way to segue into my number three, which is Primer. So uh, Primer for me was one of those like. I am a sucker when it comes to time travel movies. And, and I feel like that may be part of your thing. That, that is definitely my thing. <laughs> uh, time travel movies are – I love them, but I love them because there are so many variations mm -hmm. on concepts of how to do a time travel movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I remember – and I've seen almost all of the time travel movies that I can think of outside of like – Time Machine with Paul Walker or whatever the fuck that was. It was uh, it was Guy Pierce, but Guy sure. Pierce. Okay, sure. Outside of that, which who cares? That's why exactly? Yeah. Um, I I pretty much scoop up uh, any time travel, and that's also give a little sneak peek to uh, the Wave. Go watch the Wave. There are elements of time travel in it. <laughs> and it is very interesting. Um, but uh, Primer was one that like. This is, and still to this day, is a version of time travel that I have never seen. Yeah. Like, it is done in such a lo-fi way um, that utilizes some principles that are, like, actual science. Yes, like, that's what's the most interesting thing about that movie to me. And so... The movie almost feels like a like someone who is a uh, 
expert in theoretical physics wrote a time travel movie. And then somehow filmed it in a way that's entertaining. Exactly. Um, it is maybe one of, I mean, it's, it's definitely, if we did a list of time travel movies, it's probably like my number one. And, and we have done it. And I think it was like your number oh, one or okay, two. Perfect. <laughs> Actually, no, no. I think it was both of our number ones. Well, clearly it was I how am, it, yeah, clearly I am a version of Q from the past before we recorded that episode. So well, that is why I have the, no memory of doing it. I remember that episode because the title is, uh, it's about time. Oh, that's right. And then we, and then we. I'm both pretty are, sure it is. I think yeah. it was our both our number. I one. think we jinxed on Primer. Um, did we? I don't think we ever did a Primer we never, episode. We never got around to it. Oh God! Can we go back and and yeah? Re we can. We can retroactively and Primer un, and unrecorded jinxies. Yeah, we totally oh, can. I love it. Of course it. we can. Uh, this is like time travel, man. It's happening. We're gonna go back into the past, pull something back into the Some future. Mind fuck. Um, but yeah, so it is It is a great movie, and I will say by the end, if you're not thoroughly confused, you're not watching it correctly. You're not. You're like, not. Like, there are so many different pieces. That I, you can, I watched this movie probably four to five times before I, like, like now I feel like I have a really good grip on what's happening. You have to watch it, like, five times to get there. But I will say this. Most movies that, like, I have to do that on, it bothers me. This one, it didn't like. I will happily watch this over and over and over again to try and figure out what's well, going on. Well, that's why it's on your top five. That's what that's the, right. The, the great thing about these mindfuck movies is they're ones you want to watch again to try and figure out. Exactly. So now we've done our five through three, and now it's time for us to get mindfucked by some real fake sponsors. Totally, totally real. Hey, kids that are now adults, you love to play with bubbles when you were a kid, and now that you're quarantined and you see your kids having so much fun with bubbles, you keep thinking to yourself, you know what? I need some bubbles. Well, new from Slam Co. We've got you adult bubbles. Dun, 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 dun. Adult bubbles. Adult bubbles! These are the bubbles that you couldn't even have when you were a kid. You couldn't handle these bubbles when you were a kid. You needed to have that hair on your chest, that money in your bank account, and you needed to have that height on your shoulders to get these adult bubbles. They come in colors like purple and green. Get your red bubbles today. Adult bubbles. Adult bubbles! New from Slamco. Hello, it is me, Ricky Martin. You haven't heard from me for a long time, and you probably wonder, Ricky Martin, where are you? And I, say, and I said, do not fear, for I have been in quarantine, but I've been working on my new single. You liked Live in La Vida Loca? Well, you're going to go positively insane for Live in La Quarantina Loca. Listen now, I'll give you a sample. I bang, I bang, my head on the wall, because I am so bored there's nothing to do. You rang, you rang, you give me a call. We cannot meet, but we'll do it through Zoom. <laughs> inside, inside, in, 
Living Cortina Loca In We're Inside, inside, in Living Cortina Loca We'll never go outside ever again Living Cortina Loca There you go That is only a small sampling Or if you want to hear more You have to buy my new album All by myself <laughs> Coming to a Walmart near you Goodbye All right, man. I All love, right. once again, I just got to say it. I love our sponsors. I don't know why we ever stopped having them on the show. You know, and I'm glad that they took us back. Mm-hmm. I'm glad yeah. that our sponsors were like, hey, guys, we know you fucked up. We still love you. Forgive and forget. That's what, that's what we say. Yeah, forget and forgive. Yeah, yeah. That's what we say. Um, so now it's time for two and two one. And one. All right. These are, these are the, big, the big two and one, The man. big guns. All right. So for my number two. I wanted not only a movie that was sort of mindfucky, but I wanted to be super on the nose about it being about fucking with someone's mind. So my <laughs> number two is Eternal Sunshine, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's a really fucking good choice, man. I okay. Let me say I love Eternal Sunshine um, of the Spotless Mind. I think it is one of the the best Jim Carrey movies. That he's done. There are so many great characters in it throughout. Um, I think it's the best Michelle Gondry. It's by far the Michelle, the best Michelle Gondry movie. And that's not to say that he hasn't made other good things. This mm. is just by far the best His thing best. That, that he has done. But it is one of those movies where you're kind of watching it and you're not really sure, you know, well, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet have this romance, but like, why? What's this whole thing about? Why is Elijah Wood in his bedroom? And then you realize that the twist is he has signed up to have memories of his ex girlfriend erased from his right. mind, and he's changing his mind as that's exactly. happening. Are you and spoiling it? Are you spoiling the movie? I am. It's been out for a Son while. Son of a bitch. But it's but I, I won't go into any more detail than that. Then yeah. okay, it's it's gorgeous. Like yes. that's another thing. It is a gorgeous. Like I'll jump on this bandwagon with you. It's not on my list, but I'll totally ride the the uh, Eternal Sunshine train. It's a beautifully filmed and beautifully designed yeah. movie. Everything about it is you can tell is meticulously thought out. But and, you know Michelle Gondry is a very good director. But outside of that, just the cast itself. I mean Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet I mentioned, but you've got Mark Ruffalo, you've got um, uh, uh, David Cross, Kirsten Elijah Dutz, Wood, like you Elijah said. Wood, um, Tom Wilkinson is in it. Yep. like it's just you keep finding all these great character actors and these great. This this depth in that movie, and to be honest, I I love Jim Carrey. You know, you and I've talked about Ace Ventura a lot, um, and I this is one of the best, if not the best, Jim Carrey performance. Just I oh, think in his in his whole career, I I agree. And this is you know Jim Carrey it recently has done this rash of like trying to take on more dramatic mm-hmm. roles. You know, I mean, and perfect he, example Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, right. he's really trying to. Show no laughs range. But from no, beginning he, to end. <laughs> he did, but not on purpose. No, uh, no, no. He did, but I mean, uh, but but like, but you will have like for every a majestic that you get that's oh, like halfway decent, you'll sure. have a, the number twenty three that is just abysmal trash. And um, this movie, I will agree with you, is Jim Carrey's best 
role displaying an actual range that yeah. he has ever taken. And I, don't I remember know if that's his performance. I don't know if that's the the movie and the writing. I don't know if it's all the above. I think it's all the above for me. But it's I watched this movie, and this was one of the first times that I remember thinking, man, yeah, Jim Carrey could do really good. Right. And the other thing about this, there's two reasons. There's a couple reasons why it's my number two. One is I needed a Charlie Kaufman movie in my list. Of course. I needed it. He didn't direct that. this one, but you know he wrote it, so that counts. Sure. And then also, I needed, like, Vanilla Sky was kind of in this category of, like, oh, we're going to fuck with your mind, and then you as a watcher are watching what they see, and, you know, it's it's all perception-based trickery. Sure. But I just think this one does it the best. Cynic New York is kind of like that, not really fake mind tricks, but, you know conceptual peripheral perception trickery sure um but eternal sunshine i just think i can go back to it i recommend other people watch it like it's a movie i return to and i just think when it comes to mindfuck movies that one squarely squarely high on my list i love it i love it i wish i had uh put a charlie kaufman movie on my list i absolutely adore charlie kaufman I mean, Adaptation could have been on there. Being John Malkovich could have been on there. There's a handful. But I had very specific ones that I remember, like, like I love Charlie Kaufman because I love his writing, but none of his movies ever, like, mind-fucked me. Like, I never yeah. left I never left the, mute, the movie being like, oh, fuck, like, that really got me. Instead, right. it was like, God, I love this. Yeah. Um, so my number two is different. Okay. And I think you might be shocked by my number two. And I don't – this, once again, is a very underrated movie in my opinion. Okay. Uh, but my number two is Frailty. Ooh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Uh, but, man, I was a big fan of that movie growing up. Me too. When that movie came out, um, it it feels like a straightforward and, – and thanks to the late, great Bill Paxton. This, he directed this movie. And starred in it. And starred in it, uh, along with Matthew McConaughey. Mm -hmm. um, but this movie, it falls into the mindfuck, and I was trying to think. I paused there because I'm trying to think how to word this. It falls into the mindfuck because it it actually got me. And it, do and, well, not, and it doesn't, as much as I remember, doesn't give you an easy answer on what's the reality of the situation. Yes, correct. It sort of leaves you like a lady in the tiger type of situation. It's like, what well, are they really demons? <laughs> like right. So it, it, um, but there is a reveal in the third act of the movie that something you thought was one way is not yes. that way. That I will say, and I, and you know, you and I gripe about this all the time because that's part of that's part of the problem of being like a movie aficionado mm. is it's very hard to get surprised anymore right. by movies because you've seen most of the tropes and you know what to expect. Um, this was one of those movies that genuinely got me the first time yeah. I saw it. I did not see it coming, and it hit me, and I was like, "Fuck!" And then yeah. the movie like weirdly just disappeared, like. It's not something that people talked about anymore. Yeah, I remember watching it a lot. Me and my dad watched it. I owned it on DVD at Same. one point, and then just like no one ever talked about it. There was also this fell into the grouping of remember John Cusack's Identity. Yes, I fucking love Identity. It kind of it was fell almost into on that. my list. Yes, it kind of fell into that of it was a good movie. It had traction. That's and a James just sort Mangold of just movie, man. Disappeared. Oh, I know. Yeah. 
that it's it is weird. I did introduce Haley to uh, Identity uh, last year. Did um, she, she had never seen it? Did and it, she did loved it flip it. her out? Did it? Yeah, flip her out she loved it. She was like, "That was really good. That was crazy. I did not see that coming. That was really good." Frailty, we have not watched yet, but now that I made this list, yeah. I put it on my list of like, okay, we've got to watch it together. Well, and I love, I like I said, I love a movie that's kind of like, is this right or is this murder? Right. It's almost like a an unreliable narrator yeah. to the audience. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like, what, what is real? Like, oh, is what I'm telling you real? What was that book that uh, that? You and I, I think we both read it, but they were going to make a series out of it. But it was like the last time I told you or it had a bunch of like lines scraped out. Oh, fuck. It was about this type of thing of someone trying to like going to meet it, their. It was it was um, girlfriend or something. Yeah, girlfriend's family. I should, was it like I should tell you? Yeah, or something and like it, that. It is being made. It's Netflix, yeah. and Charlie Kaufman is yeah. writing and directing. That's why I'm, that's where I'm connecting those threads. Um, shit, where is that? But uh, it was also very good. It is very good, but it's very much along those lines. Yeah, um, I'm looking up Charlie Kaufman while talking. I think so I that's my know, number. I think I may know what your number one is. By the way, um, really? I think I'm, maybe. I'm interested. It's not yours, is it? No, no, it's not. Okay. At least the one I think is not yours, and I doubt the one I have is yours. Sure. You but, want me to do uh, my number one? I do want you to do your number one. I'm gonna look up the name. I'm gonna look up the name of this movie. Okay. Oh, it's I'm thinking of ending things. That's it. Which, by the way, everyone is a fantastic book. Great Go book. Go read it. Hopefully, a good series. But yes, definitely falls into the line of this. Definitely. Um, all right. So my number one is yes. a movie I've actually talked about on here before. Okay. Um, but it's Mulholland Drive. Oh yes, of course. I think it. It to me, it's the quintessential mind fuck. I needed a David Lynch movie. It was sure. between that and Lost Highway, but Lost Highway to me falls more in line with what you're talking about. Of I think this is a whole bunch of random shit pushed together because wh- why not? Sure. Mulholland Drive to me actually I can decode. Like if I think about it enough, you and I, I have can... talked about this before on the David Lynch yeah. episode. Yep. And I – so it to me is a mindfuck that works. Like I think to me the cheapest thing that a mindfuck movie can do or like an Agatha Christie kind of reveal type movie can do is to throw in something that's totally not related to any of the clues that's been going on. Like, oh, there's this big murder mystery. Oh, it turns out it was just a trucker that drove by on the side of the road who has not been in the movie, has not been referenced, and has nothing to do with anything. Sure. It's like I hate that sort of stuff. Sure. But Mulholland Drive actually works if, at least in my mind, well, with the key that I put together. And to say what you're saying, or to agree with what you're saying, um, that it, that's not a mind fuck. Like, yeah. it's not a mind fuck when it's you just, like, just randomly throw shit out. Right. You know? And that's why Sleepaway Camp almost didn't make my list because it does feel so random. But that's why I did defend it by saying if you go back and watch the beginning of the right. movie, it alludes to maybe hints as yeah. to what is happening. Well, but, but even yes. even that one, like uh, Sleepaway Camp works, and I still think it fits even with that much of a twist at the end because the person who did it was at least in the movie. You know, exactly. it's not I a matter agree. of as like, oh, it's a guy who ran a seven eleven five miles away who wanders into camp at night you and know, you've never seen. Do you know what I watched yesterday while I was working from home? No. I do that. I'll just throw on VHS movies while I'm working. 
uh, just for background noise, I threw on Urban Legends Final Cut. Oh, Lord. The first one of those is tough to get through. I don't know how you made it through Final Cut. So Final Cut is one of those movies where they throw like 50 red herrings yeah. into the movie. But then at the end, they're like, it was actually this professor who was only in the first four minutes of the movie and hasn't been in the movie since and has zero motivation to do any of the things yeah. that he's doing. Yeah. And it was like, what? Like, it's kind of like Happy Death Day a yes. little bit. Oh, God. Don't even get me started. I won't. I won't. Okay. But, yeah, my number one, Mulholland Drive, total quintessential mindfuck movie. I will defend it till the I end agree. of the earth, and I can watch it a hundred times over. And I welcome our listeners. If you want Jay to decode it for you, if you argue that, well, that doesn't make sense, tweet at us. Email yeah. us. We will happily because – Jay and I have had this conversation, and I agree. He can decode it. He does understand what's going on in that movie, and that it does make a definitive, like, reasoning for what's happening. And it's a it's a great movie. I will I will give you that solid Yay. number one choice. But it so, is not what you have as number one. It is one. not what I have. Can I'm I so ask? Curious. Can I ask a question about your number Shh. one? Yes, absolutely. Does it star Ethan Hawke? It does. Okay, I know what your number one is. Yeah, my number one is Predestination. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, Predestination is based off of a short story. By Philip K. Dick, right? I believe or, so. Okay, uh, I think it hold is. Hold on. Um, no, it's not. It's um, it's shit. I can't think. I'm going to look this up while I'm talking to you. But um, it's, uh, it's based off an adapted story called All You Zombies, which was originally written by Ro uh, Robert Heinlein. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, and predestination has one of the craziest reveals. And, and let me, let me, I'll, I'll put a pin here because the okay. only reason it's not on my list anywhere is I've yet to see it and it's on my queue and I know okay. you hate me for not seeing it, but it, I want to see it and it probably would have made my list given not, everything that you've talked about. I'm not going to, God, that frustrates me because that's going to be a hard argument to keep it at, on the list. No, it, it, it won't be. I've seen it talked about for years, man. I, okay. I know I know that you've got backing for, for I, its popularity. So, Predestination. So, I actually read the short story, um, All You Zombies, prior to seeing the movie. And then I realized that they were making this movie and they called it Predestination. And the Spearig brothers directed it. And I'm going to be honest, I have a real, like, not great relationship with the Spirig brothers. I have a love hate hate relationship with the Spirig brothers. Uh, they've done some some pretty shitty movies. They did uh, Daybreak, another uh, another Ethan Hawke movie, which just wasn't good. No, no. Um, they did uh, they did that Winchester movie. <laughs> Which one? That one was like supposed to be good, but then and wasn't then like wasn't. great. Um, but they've done, yeah, they've done some like weird, some weird things. But uh, I will say, so they they also did Jigsaw, which I didn't see. Was I do good? not like that one. Okay, you did not like that one. Nope, do okay, not like. I know it. you like the Saw movies. That's basically where I mean by like a love hate hate relationship with them is that sure. like. You speak so highly of Predestination that I like them for that movie, but Daybreakers and Jigsaw, out. I'm out for yeah, both of those. you're like, no thanks. <laughs> um, so, and I don't want to – Predestination is a movie where I really can't talk about much 
because you don't want to mind fuck everyone's mind fuck before they go get mind fucked by the mind fuck. But I instead I will give you the synopsis of the movie and leave it at that. Okay, I love it. Predestination deals with time travel, guys. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Is about a temporal agent, so a time travel agent, a time cop, if you will. If you will. Who embarks on a final time-traveling assignment to prevent an elusive criminal from launching an attack that kills thousands of people. It sounds and feels very 12 Monkeys. But it's not. But it is not 12 Monkeys. And it will blow your fucking mind. I just, I (laughs) I want to watch it. I can't wait. It will blow your mind. And it's good performances. It's like a well-shot movie. Um, it's, it's a, just all around, it's a really good movie. So for me, it was the ultimate mindfuck movie. Yeah. In my opinion. I, and honestly, as we were putting this list together, I thought, I knew that was going to be on your list somewhere. And so I still desperately want to see it. It is not out of the runnings for the merged list. If we want to okay, kind of talk about what that could look like right now. Yes. Um, so, so well, well, first off the fact that you haven't seen that movie yet just hurts me to I my know. core. I know. It me. So the only way that we can repair this sort of damage that's been done to our friendship is by playing a game. I think I think we have to. Let's play a game. I want to play a game. Oh, what a wonderful game it is, too. Risk is part of the game. Well, how about a game of Parcheesi? Remember that favorite game of yours? Game's worthy of his majesty. You really think you're the only one who can play this game? We will be perfect. In every aspect of the game. Let the games begin. And you know what? Since I'm the one that gave you so much pain, I'll be the one to put myself in harm's way this oh game. Oh, boy. Okay, what are we doing? So we're going to play a game that I have casually titled... <laughs> the fuck am I saying? I do like I do like the concept of a casual title. Like yeah. I've, like, I have a very serious direct title, but then I also just kind of casually titled this one. I'm still workshopping it. We but have a real friendly yeah. relationship. This one's called The Fuck Did I Say? The Fuck Did You Say? So what uh, I'm going to do uh-huh. is I'm going to put this soda can. <laughs> <laughs> is it weird that it's making me horny? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, And then I'm going to read to you famous uh-huh. movie quotes. Uh-huh. And I'm going to see if you can... Figure, figure out, out what the quote is. The fuck I'm saying. Are you gonna perform the quote? Like, will there be inflection to the best of your ability? As with much as I can do. Okay, perfect. All right. So, do you? <clears throat> do, should, am I getting any hints at all? Like, no. Are you giving me a genre? No. Nope. You giving me? Okay. No. Nope. So it's just, it could be any movie quote in the history. What you're of what you're film. getting is me with a soda can in my mouth <laughs> talking to you. Once again, making me horny. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. Number one. Something our people? Did it end with our people? I'll give you. I'll give. I'll give it to you one more time. Okay. They have taken our lives. Oh, I got it! I got it! You ready? Yeah. They can take our lives, but they can never yeah. take our freedom. Braveheart. Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay. Okay. Uh, here we go. Yes. Uh, is it I'm walking here? Yeah, it is. <laughs> From Midnight I, Cowboy. I wish people could just see 
the visual that I'm going along with it, you threw your hands up like, hey, I'm walking. <laughs> so I will say I understand pretty well uh, what you're saying. Do you have another one for me? I do. I've got two more. Okay. Oh, Oh, I know this one. Just from inflection alone. <laughs> roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Yes. Back to the Future 2. Yep. Nailed it. Thank and then you. my last one. <laughs> can, I, can I get it used in a sentence, please? Oh, I Oh, here, hold on. Let me. <laughs> I had what this did as... you just say? <laughs> I had this as a backup. I'm going to add a bit of the dialogue pre that scene and okay. then do the scene. Okay. You ready? You ready? Oh, I'm here so ready. I'll have a who have Oh, got it. <laughs> when Harry met Sally, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the fact that you had to put it you had to make sex sounds <laughs> pre yeah. so that I could understand how to put it in context. You did. You had to put your nonsensical whoa, 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 in context. I had to put it in context. <laughs> well played. Thank well you. Played. Thank you. Dude, that was a great game. Thank and you. I'm four for four. I know, you nailed it. I speak uh gibberish really well. Well at like, least my gibberish you do fluent for sure um i'm used to listening to you with things in your mouth <laughs> i hate you <laughs> oh Walked into right. it man come on this I is did. all about sexy this whole episode's all about Mind total forget. cerebral intercourse brain sex so i'm just keeping it sexy yeah. that's all just me, up top just down me, just some up top down low <laughs> we're just keeping it sexy and now it's time for us to just sexily mash our list together. Mash them. We're just All gonna right. mash it together, and we're gonna form the ultimate sexual mindfuck list. Okay, I will. Uh, I will uh, concede to not having the greasy strangler anywhere on the, the on the master list. Okay, and I will. I will say this: I'm willing to lower the pole position of predestination because it, you haven't seen it, but it's gotta stay on the list. Can we do three? Uh, For as good as I hear it is? Yes, we could do three. That'd be fair. All right, so now let's have that as our sort of catbird seat. We'll do higher and lower from there. All right. Greasy Strangler is off the list. Well, let's trade it for Sleepaway Camp. (laughs) I am fine with adding Sleepaway Camp as number five. Okay. Um, Now, I would say number four... Probably needs to be. What was your number four again? Remind me. Mine was triangle. Okay, I would say. Oh wait, should we before we get into this? Should we tell each other or everybody our lists again? Oh People yeah, sure. Probably I guess. have already forgotten. So okay. what was your five through one? My number five was the greasy strangler. Mm-hmm. My number four is memento. Uh-huh. My number three is upstream color. My number two is eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Oh, God. And my number one is Mulholland Drive. Good. Man, those here, are some here, good choices. Here's my thought. I think number two needs to be a Shane Carruth movie. I agree. Since we both had him on there at number three, I think it bumps his his pole placement up a bit. I agree. So let me read my list real quick. So I've got number five, Sleepaway Camp. I've got number four, The Triangle, or Triangle. Sure. I've got number three, Primer. 
number two, frailty, and number one, predestination. So Ooh. saying that, we have we put predestination at three. We lowered its pole position because you haven't seen it, and that's fair. Mm -hmm. So it automatically gets deducted points. Um, Shane Carruth, number two, is what you're saying? Either either number two or number one, because uh, I mean, I like Mulholland. I'll I would I'll fight for Mulholland to be somewhere in there. Okay. Um, I am I'm fine with Memento taking a back seat to something. I would um, I would I would be okay with with. Um, but but like S S Eternal Sunshine, I feel like maybe four. To... Maybe Eternal Sunshine as four. Yeah, okay. I'm saying I'm saying number four. And can we do this? Can we bump up predestination to two and put Mulholland Drive at three? I'm I'm fine with that. And then we'll make a Shane Carruth movie a number one. I am totally fine with that. I mean I know it's going to come down to our argument. I know. But, this is going to be hard. Upstream color versus But can primary. we just say Shane Carruth as number one? Because <laughs> he's person. sort of a mindfuck director. Um, like, either, watch either one of them. Just watch a Shane Carruth movie yeah, as number one. Either one of those movies will blow your fucking mind. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's the only two movies he's done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just have a marathon. Watch Shane Carruth. He's the number one mindfuck movie guy. So, so number one, Shane Carruth. <laughs> yeah, you just fuck our minds, dude. Number two, we have what? Predestination. Predestination. Number, Number three, three is Mulholland Drive. Drive. Number four is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And yep. number five is Sleepaway Camp. I fucking love it. That is a <laughs> solid mindfuck list. And I'll be honest, my initial reaction is to be hurt that Mulholland Drive is below predestination. But here's here's the thing. Predestination, to some degree, has an explanation that is oh, given to you in the movie. Definitely. Mulholland Drive does not. You have to extrapolate. You have to extrapolate it. And mine may not be, like, the golden standard, but it is mine. So that's why I'm fine with it kind of being middle. That's fair. Uh, well, that brings us to the conclusion of this week's episode. Uh, I think we both need to have our brains go take a long, oh, hot shower. A, I just need a scrubbing. I just need to scrub it. Just from all of this mind-fucking. And let's give a, a preview to next week's episode. Oh, so, yeah. So next week, we're keeping things sexy. <laughs> we are. There's a theme. We're keeping we it sexy. Uh, and we are doing 80s heartthrobs. Oh, yeah. So we're going to talk all your 80s wet dreams. <laughs> or ours, whichever or, comes uh, first. Yes. And just so you know, we're talking sexy boys. Oh, yeah. Sexy boys. Just from in case the 80s. there was any confusion with anybody on what a heartthrob means, it means a sexy boy. From the 80s. A sexy 80s boy. All right. So Goodbye. Now... <laughs> we have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on twitter at high the number five the podcast instagram at high five the podcast 
or on Letterboxd by searching High Five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Chest bursters? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.